Hey, and welcome again to Ancient Ways for Modern Days. My name is Mike Freeman, pastor here at Valley Christian Fellowship in Longview, Washington. And today we are nearing the very end of the book of Acts. And so today we're in Acts chapter 20, 27. And in this chapter, um, Paul's, uh, his trials in Jerusalem have come to a conclusion. It has been decided that he should uh, basically be led to, uh, led to Rome. He's appealed to Caesar, and so he's part of a, a convoy that is headed their way to, uh, to Rome. And they're doing most of this travel by, by sea. And, uh, and so as they begin their travel and they go from like port to port, they, uh, they end up taking a, a route that uh, it's pretty treacherous this time of year. And so what I want to see is I want us to see today the, the physical situation that Paul is going through, the difficulty that not only he and others are going through, but I want us to see how, first of all, God's purposes are not squashed by the, the uh, situational experience of a believer. And then secondly, I want us to see how a believer can minister faithfully to others who are going through trial and who are going through trauma, who are going through great difficulty, even if we're going through it together, when we are trusting in the Lord and in his purposes. And so let's dive in. Let's look at Acts chapter 27, starting in verse 8. So they're, they're sailing now. It says, coasting along it with difficulty, uh, we came to a place called Fair Havens, near which was the city of Lacia. Since much time had passed and the voyage was now dangerous because of the fast, because the fast was already over, Paul advised them, saying, Sirs, I perceive that the voyage will be with injury and much loss, not only of the cargo and the ships, but also of our lives. And Paul's saying, Listen, I this is this is not going well. This is not going to end well. But the centurion paid more attention to the pilot and to the owner of the ship than to what Paul said. Now, I, I think we feel this, some, this, this way sometimes as believers. Sometimes as believers, we have insight into a situation. Sometimes we, we have a spiritual insight into a situation and we say, this is not going to go well. This is not going to lead toward the, the end goal that you want. This is not going to lead toward human flourishing or toward hope or toward joy or toward peace. I mean, just think about the, the revolution, uh, we, we call it the sexual revolution that's happened in the United States over the last 50 plus years. We see this, uh, this we're just kind of going headlong on a path that is leading to destruction. And we, as people of the book, we, we say, look, all of these things that our culture is embracing None of it leads toward hope. None of it leads toward joy. None of it leads toward peace or toward thriving as a culture. We're, we're basically standing up and saying, stop, stop, stop. Well, that's exactly what the Apostle Paul is doing. But notice, Centurion doesn't want to listen to him. He listens to the, the, uh, what we call the cultural experts uh, in that situation. Now, this isn't the main point of the text, but I think this, is, this illustrates how oftentimes we feel. We, we have uh, the, the eyes of our hearts enlightened as the, the work of God has happened inside of us. We see that sin is as um, pleasurable as it might be. It ultimately leads to destruction. It is ultimately foolish. It ultimately ends with pain. And we, we, we hopefully we share with others, this is not leading you to the path you want to go. Well, this is Paul's uh, concern and his concern falls upon deaf ears. 
And as the story goes, they press on, they keep going, and they find themselves in even, even worse situation, in an even graver situation. And so scroll down to verse 20. It says, When neither sun nor stars appeared for many days, and no small tempest lay on us, all hope of our being saved was at last abandoned. Just imagine being at sea for multiple days in a storm, not able to see sun or star. You just, all hope is lost. All hope is lost. Verse 21, since they had been without food for a long time, Paul stood up among the men and said, men, you should have listened to me and not have set sail from Crete and incurred this injury and loss. Now, Paul's not afraid to say, I told you so, I guess. This guy, I warned you. This is us when we interact with those who have gone headlong into a lifestyle of sin and we said, don't do it. And then they do it. We say, I warned you. I warned you. And this, this sense of, of hope just being abandoned. Well, verse 10. Or excuse me. Verse 22. says, Yet now I urge you to take heart, for there will be no loss of life among you, but only of the ship. For this very night there stood before me an angel of God to whom I belong and whom I worship. And he said, do not be afraid, Paul. You must stand before Caesar. And behold, God has granted you all those who sail with you. Now, here, here's, here's what the, the angel conveys to Paul. Paul says, don't, don't lose heart. Or the angel says, don't lose heart. You will stand before Caesar. I have commissioned you. I have called you. I have instructed you. I have commanded you. My plan, my designs, the worst storm in the world cannot, cannot keep you from fulfilling the calling I have placed upon your life. And so this message to Paul in his calling, first of all, this is a, the first ancient way of our modern day, is to recognize God's sovereign hand over our lives regardless of the situation we're in. I want us to see that. Brother or sister in Christ, if you are facing illness and sickness, if you are, if you, if you sense death is near because of illness or sickness, if you face tragedy or uh, a heartbreaking situation, listen, I want you to remember none of these infringe upon God's sovereign plan. He will accomplish his purposes. So you can take heart. You cannot lose heart. You cannot grow faint. You cannot grow weak. You do not grow weary. You do not give up. You press forward because God's plan will be fulfilled because God is faithful. But secondly, I want you to see the voice that you have in other people's lives as they lose heart, as, as all hope of being saved is lost. Uh, we, we think about this in maybe in economical terms, where uh, the, the front end of a recession, it appears. We think about this in health terms. We might know people that are facing terrible sickness and potential death. But I want you to think about this in spiritual terms. As there are many around us that they have, 
They have bought in hook, line, and sinker into the whether it's the sexual revolution or whether it's drug addiction or whether it's selfishness or whether it's greed, whether it's arrogance, whatever it's whether it's pride, whatever their the sin that they have that they have made their own and identified with and, and they have pursued. And when when they get to the end of the line, they realize that it leaves them hopeless and helpless. And and all sense of hope is lost. God has you and I right there for him. Be in those who call them to the love and the grace and the mercy of Jesus. Be in those who gently explain that trusting in Jesus, it will bring them hope and joy and that trusting in Jesus leads to repenting of our sin and from the, the lies that we've believed and the ways of the world. Now this is, this is, again, that's not the main point of this text, but I think the fallout is very clear. God's plans will not be interrupted and God has placed you in the lives of others as they go through great tragedy and great difficulty so that you, once again, here's the theme, you can be a light for the gospel in the lives of those who have yet to trust Jesus. This, in fact, is the ancient way for our modern day. You and I being a light for the gospel in the lives of those who have yet to trust Jesus. So I know uh, if you're watching this when it releases, this is the beginning of a new week. I want you to return to that list that we created a, a week or so ago, the list of people you're praying for. I want you to ask yourself, have I had a conversation with one of these people? Are any of these people going through a great difficulty right now and I can be a voice of reason and compassion and of truth in their life? I want you to, as this video comes to a close, I want you to take the moment and, and, and take some time and pray for them once again. And we'll see you again tomorrow for our ancient ways uh, in our modern day.